Welcome back to the zone and don't change those channels. Spooky Mike C is still out on his Thanksgiving vacation. So hosting the show this week once again goes to my, you know, I'm the usual co-host, but no, I'm going to be the host for this show. Second week in a row, my name is Rich, of course, and welcome back to Horror Zone 607, the podcast about all things horror, including breaking you off with some horror movie reviews. Uh, of course, like I said, my name is Rich, and I am being joined today by a very special guest. Uh, a very special guest who is going to be, he's, he's dropped in before, dropped a little nuggets here and there on the show in the past, but has never been featured on a show, mostly because he's not a horror movie or horror anything fan, but today we got him for a real fun uh, little bit. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... He is from the Three Fat Nerds podcast. You know him and you love him. He is Big Natty Cool Diesel. What's going on, horror fans? There you go. It's uh, we're we're happy to have you here. You know, as a fellow member of Eight One Two Two Productions slash Six Zero Seven Podcast, we are happy to have you uh, on the show, man. I'm glad to be here. And of course, uh, shout outs to Mike, Spooky Mike C, who is spending some time with his family on uh, Thanksgiving vacation. And speaking of which, all you listeners, I hope you guys have had a wonderful, wonderful uh, Thanksgiving vacation as well. Diesel, how was your Thanksgiving? It's been great. Uh, ate a lot of turkey, took a nap, missed out on my secondary jab yesterday for about four hours, and then uh, working this weekend. But yeah, it's, it's been fun. I, I needed these four days off because, oof. <laughs> Yeah, I, I came in to see you, and actually my mom was with me, and you were not at work yesterday. I, I, after that, I told her that you were going to be at work, and I, I kind of I kind of was like, oh, no. Uh, but he made up for it. She did say she's going to slap him in the future. So uh, I'll try to record that for everybody. Keep your eyes posted at 3 Fat Nerds Pod, because uh, that's where that one will go up. But uh, I can't wait to talk about some horror. Once again, Diesel. Before we jump into it, yeah, it's not a gimmick. You really aren't a horror movie guy, are you? Yeah, like it has to be a really like well done movie that doesn't show a lot of actual killings for me to enjoy the movie because I get grossed out way too easily. Like recently, I loved uh, Last Night in Soho. Yes, very yeah. good. Um, but besides that, it's like we're looking back like my heavy hitters in the horror esque genre. I love Seven. I love Jaws. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you did go see the new It Chapter One in the theaters and uh, Kung Fu Karate Chop. From what I was told, I was not there. Yeah, during the projector scene, I did Haya the the in front of me and kick at the same time. I did enjoy that movie, but I still yet to see It Chapter Two because I'm, there's no way I'm watching it at home alone by myself. <laughs> I, I do not absolutely do not blame you, but uh, yeah, but he is here because we have a very special thing for you in the second segment, our horror zone review of the week is going to be, because this is going to be like our Thanksgiving hangover episode, so we are going to review Thanksgiving because I found a movie that Diesel would be willing to watch, and uh, I'm sure that he's going to have interesting takes in the second segment, are you not? I, I, I you, Spoiler alert, <laughs> a fan has been made. <laughs> <laughs> there you guys go. So with that being said, though, before we get there, we do have a little bit of news, not a ton of news, but we do have a little bit of news. So let's kick it over to the Horror Zone News. That's right. Nothing says horror like Hall & Oates. I love you, Spooky Mike, but really, do you have this big of a man crush on... Hollow notes. 
Well, I, I got to give you a peek behind the curtain since it's new and it might be really So we were looking, we're, eventually we will. We we're going to do some like how we do for Three Fat Nerds. We have like the horror, like a news segment thing. And I just couldn't find something that I like fell in love with completely yet. So since that, uh, if you, by the way, anybody at home wants to send us one, well, we're more than happy to play it. Uh, since then, I was like, what would be more scarier? Because we're not on like Facebook uh, podcast and stuff yeah. where they really are heavy about uh, restricting things. I was like, what would be funnier than doing like 80s corny ass music, sometimes in the 90s too? Well, I just remember when we started Love is Scary, that was one of the themes Smokey Mike suggested. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's why I played it today, by the way. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the show. Uh, so let's start right off. Uh, we did hear about not t- too long ago that there is an Aliens. That's right, an Aliens series. Uh, coming out, uh, we didn't know the direct details and how they exactly they were going to go about doing an Alien series, but we've gotten a little more information this past week or the past week. Uh, you, you're familiar with Aliens, are you not, Diesel? I've never actually watched a full Aliens movie all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces, and that was one of the ones that I kind of got tormented as as a kid with seeing like the alien pop out of the chest, and I was like, nope, don't you see any more of that? So, not too familiar. So, uh, in an interview with the BBC, or no, sorry, BCC, my bad, as transcribed by Variety, Ridley Scott reveals that a pilot is currently being written with what will translate to eight to ten hours of the show. The same is being done with the Blade Runner series, which we talked about on the 3FM this past week. Alien was first announced back in 2020 with Noah Hawley, Legion and Fargo fame, attached as showrunner and developing. As the site notes, FX boss John Landergraf described the project as the first alien story set on Earth, and by blending both the time timeless horror of the first alien film with the nonstop action of the second, it's going to be a scary thrill ride that will blow people back in their seats. Uh, this past July, Holly clarified that it's not a Ripley story. So Ripley is not coming back in a way for this, but they are doing the pilot. Ridley Scott is, is directing and writing. Uh, how do you feel about an alien series coming to FX? Uh, the fact that it's attached to FX uh, is very good. Um, FX usually puts out really good shows, so I don't think that they'll mess that up. Um, and what is it? More Earthbound? And, yeah, it's going to be taking place on Earth. And no Ripley, so a lot of room you could go with that. That's pretty cool. Ah, so, uh, you know, we're in the Christmas season, correct, Diesel? Unfortunately. So, uh, you know, on this, we're going to talk about, there's there's a couple stories this week we're going to talk about that have to do with uh, the loved one in your life. Uh, Aikidos, uh, who do uh, footwear, they're Aikido footwear. Uh, they kind of look like, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, they, they kind of look like old Chuck Taylors, yep. but designed. Uh, they have put out a press release announcing that fans of the 1984 Gremlins movie can get their hands on limited edition high top sneakers thanks to a partnership between Aikido footwear and Warner Brothers launching exclusively in the U.S. The wearable movie memorabilia is covered in nostalgia thanks to the use of iconic movie artwork and clever design. Uh, the new and official Gremlin footwear will launch on December 3rd, priced at $59.99, and will be available to purchase through Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I dot com. Uh, I, we're looking at uh, some pictures of the Mohawk ones right now. Pretty badass, I'm going to say. Those are pretty sweet. I just want to know, is there a fireplace one? I don't know, but I'm gonna, on December 3rd, I will be visiting the site. And if there is, you never know. 60 bucks is a pretty... Yeah. Usually when we see things like this, they're usually a lot more yeah. than $60. So well, I was very shocked about that. Those look really good quality, too. Yeah, like those 
Those look amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, speaking of staying in the area, uh, for gifts out there, there is a brand new Michael Myers Funko toy available now from Spirit Halloween, and it includes the Myers house. Uh, so the box set is part of the Pop Town line with a house uh, measuring five inches by four and a half wide by uh, four point uh, seven five inches deep. As for the included Myers toy, is the same size as your standard Funko Pop toy. You can grab yours today for thirty two ninety nine. Uh, you can get that at Spirit.com. So SpiritHalloween.com. Uh, so there you go. Uh, oh, check that out. It's pretty cool. Those are really cool. And like for you horror fans out there, like apparently they're doing a lot of different like horror houses. Like that's a thing now. Like you can do like your your Christmas town setting for your Christmas decorations, but all horror themed with Funkos. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, this is gonna because like I said, it is a year round business for Spirit. For you guys that know on the internet, so uh, I'm gonna probably be checking one out, and that's that's gonna be on my list for something to grab. So 32 bucks, not a bad. It's yeah. a pretty cool size house and stuff, and it's, it'll look really cool, especially on our desk. Uh, by the way, Scream Factory is running a massive box set sale, including Friday the 13th and Critters box sets. It's running until December 1st, so if you're hearing me now, that means you have a few days left <laughs> to, to, to clock in on it. But uh, you should check, if you're, if you're looking into getting them, uh, they're 40% off the Friday the 13th complete Blu-ray box set collection, which is in the cool box that they're showing here, is slashed down to $95.99 with the Critter set going for $29.99. Both the Fly and the Omen sets are $38.99. Uh, and then they've, they've got some other ones on there, but I'm showing these little boxes now. Of course, you guys can't see them. They're pretty cool box sets. Yeah. And they come with all the movies on Blu-ray. Uh, I know the the uh, uh, Friday the 13th one clocks in around 200 bucks normally. Oh, wow. Well, you're also getting, I think, thir- uh, 12 movies, yeah. plus uh, Crystal Lake memoir or Memories, plus a few other bonus stuff in there, and that cool box. Yeah, the, the box is a cool display piece. Once again, like I said, I know we're talking a lot about uh, things for sale, but there wasn't too much in the news this week. And it is that time of year. And you might, you know, some of you listening to this might be looking to buy their significant other some horror merchandise. So that's what we do around here. We talk about the things we can. And uh, moving on, uh, I am just going through and just making sure I didn't miss any of the news that we wanted to talk about. Of course, uh, we got Black Friday, Devin Sawa and Bruce Campbell. That is out now for streaming. I'm going to be checking that out in the near future. A movie or a show? It's a movie. Okay. Uh, I'll check it out first, and if it's not too scary, I'll let you know. Yeah, I love Devin Sawa. Yeah. Uh, and Campbell. <laughs> he's, he's, they're doing that together. That is out everywhere. It did debut on Black Friday. <laughs> uh, coincidentness, and it is about exactly what you think it is about. People going crazy on Black Friday trying to get shit and killing people. So it's a documentary. Gotcha. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> and I've heard in some places it's a real big documentary, because... Uh, uh, and we only have one more thing to talk about, and guess what? It is another cool gift idea. And that, of course, is, uh, you remember the John Landis horror classic in American Werewolf in London, don't you, Diesel? Yep. Well, guess what? Arrow Video just announced this this announced, uh, this past week that they have wh- whipped up an extra special new physical media release to whet your appetite. And this includes a limited edition statue. The limited edition Zavi exclusive, uh, which is the same websites to sell those shoes, uh, offering includes the whole classic horror movie on 4K Ultra HD, plus the hand transformation statuette, of course, based on the Rick Baker's incredible practical effects in American Werewolf in London. 
Trans uh, in 1981. Arrow notes that this release is one for the mega fan. Don't worry, alternative releases will be announced next year. Uh, here's the uh, what. Here's the full down, rundown on what it contains. It contains the brand new 4K restoration by Arrow Films from the original camera negative, the 4K UHD Blu-ray presentation in Dolby Vision. Uh, original uncompressed 1.0 mono and optional 5.1 DTS HD master audio, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, audio commentary by Beware the Moon filmmaker Paul Davis, audio commentary by actors uh, David Naughton and Griffin Dune, uh, Mark of the Beast, The Legacy of the Universal Werewolf, a feature-length documentary by filmmaker Daniel Griffith featuring interviews with John Landis, David Naughton, Joe Dante, and more. An American filmmaker in London, an interview with John Landis, Landis in which he reflects on British cinema and his time working in Britain. I think he's a Jew, The Werewolf Secret, <laughs> a video essay by filmmaker John Spira, Elstra, 1976, about how Landis' film explores Jewish identity. Uh, the Werewolf's Call, Corinne... Hardy, director of The Hollow and The Nun, chats with writer Simon Ward about their formative experiences with Landis film. Wares of the Wolf, a featurette in which SFX artists Don Martin and Tim Laws of Prop Store look at some of the original costumes and special effects artifacts from the film. Beware the Moon, Paul Davis' acclaimed feature-length exploration of Landis film, which boasts extensive cast and crew interviews. An American Werewolf in Bob's Basement and Causing a Disturbance, Piccadilly Revisited, two, uh, two 2008 featurettes filmed by Paul Davis, Making an American Werewolf in London, a short archival featurette on the film's production, an interview with John Landis, a lengthy archival interview with the director about the film, makeup artist Rick Baker on An American Werewolf in London, the legendary makeup artist discusses his work on the film, I Walked with a Werewolf, an archival interview with Rick Baker about universal horror and its legacy of the Wolfman films, Casting of the Hand, archival footage from Rick Baker's workshop showing the casting of David Naughton's hand. Outtakes, storyboard feature, original trailer and teaser, plus TV radio spots. Extensive image gallery featuring 200 stills, posters, and other ephemera. Uh, Double-sided fold-out posters, six double-sided postcard-sized lobby card reproductions, limited edition 60-page perfect-bound book featuring new writing by Craig Ian Mann and Simon Ward, archival articles, and original reviews. Of course, that statuette, and you can pre-order this set for just $179 US. Woo, that was a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> now, 180 bucks, but you get a ton of stuff. So if you're a huge American Werewolf and London fan, or you have somebody in your family that is, this could be the set for you. Well, I know that that was a lot, a lot of just Christmas buying stuff. That was mostly what was in the news this week. Of course, next week, uh, Mike uh, Spooky Mike C will be back, and hopefully we'll have more in the news for you. But I, I hope maybe somebody out there heard some of those. I, I know personally I'm going to take a look at those Gremlin shoes and also that uh, Michael Myers pop figure. Yeah. But with that being said, we want to hear from you guys. What are you guys excited for coming out of Thanksgiving? What are you excited for in the Christmas season? Or what are you guys pumped for in the horror world? Is there a movie you want us to review or something to talk about? Or do you just want to drop by and say hi? You can do all of that on our social medias. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share that page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag HZ607 uh, whenever talking about the show. Of course... Of course, we are on the internet's 8122productions.com. Get all your information about Horror Zone 607, the Three Fat Nerds podcast, 607TWS, and more, including links to our T Public store where you can get yourself some cool Horror Zone merch, uh, Monk's merch from 607 Podcast, and of course, 607TWS and Three Fat Nerds, all in one shop. And of course, 
It's got the links to twitch.tv slash six seven podcast. Make sure you're following us over there. And if you would like to support the show monetarily, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content, including the show early and uncut and some exclusive to Patreon shows only on patreon.com slash 8122productions. Well, once again, that's a lot to say, and uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be the Horror Zone review, and we're having a Thanksgiving hangover as we review Thanks Killing. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Sounds like a song I would sing for you if you passed away. Of course, if you guys don't know, this is uh, this is best friend Billy from the Thanks Killing soundtrack. That's right, Thanks Killing actually had a soundtrack, Diesel. <laughs> and of course, uh, that's going to bring us to the horror zone review of the week, and that is going to be the classic, <laughs> the Thanksgiving classic, Thanks Killing. Of course, we're in our Thanksgiving hangover. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, had a great Thanksgiving. If not, you guys could have checked this out, and you can still check this awesome gem out. It is on Tubi for free. I will just throw it out there, and of course, you can rent it from Amazon and other places. Uh, by the way, it says that this movie has a runtime of 70 minutes. I thought it was more of a 67-minute runtime, so I think that they're really kind of just boosting it up a little bit. The original re- release date for Thanks Killing was December 8, 2008, at the Sacramento Horror Film Festival. Nice. Uh, the budget of this film... $3,500, Diesel. This is how you make a film for under four grand. Uh, it was uh, written by Brad Schultz, uh, Tony Wilson, Grant Yaffe, Chris, Kevin Stewart, Jordan Downey, and directed also by Jordan Downey, produced by Kevin Stewart and Jordan Downey, starring Wanda Lust, Chuck Lamb, Ryan Francis, Aaron Carlson, General Bastard, Lance Pertamore, <laughs> Natasha Cordova, and Lindsay Anderson. The cinematography, editing, and or the cinematography and editing were both done by Kevin Stewart, sorry, and Kashmir Royale did the music. Uh, I just want to throw this out to you. This was made as a student film. Okay. And then it was entered in some festivals and then set up on the world for the rest of us to love and appreciate. Uh, so, thanks, Killing. Do you, do we, should we go through a the quick synopsis of the film? 
Diesel? Absolutely, because this this story needs to be told. So basically, uh, actually, here's some real here's some knowledge. In 2007, American horror comedy film written and directed by Jordan Downey and co-written by Brad Schultz, Tony Wilson, Grant Yaffe, and Kevin Stewart. It was followed by a 2012 sequel titled Things Killing Three, the 112,248 budget of which was raised through a Kickstarter campaign. Nice. So Things Killing Three was 112,248. <laughs> uh, we will watch that in the future, I promise. Maybe next year for Thanksgiving, we'll have Diesel back for Things Killing Three. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll tell you about the secret about Thanksgiving too, uh, in a minute. We'll 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 save that unbated breath. But anyway, so Thanksgiving basically, uh, when the movie opens, is back after the first Thanksgiving is what the title card tells us. We have a bare-breasted pilgrim lady who is being killed by a turkey with a tomahawk. Yes, a turkey with a tomahawk. I don't know how the turkey uh, really can you know get enough uh, stuff on the tomahawk, but whatever. It's a movie. It's a movie. So fast forward to present day of 2007 when this movie was was made, and uh, these young teens, one of which was uh, you know your this is your stereotypical teens. You had the jock, you had the uh, the the stoner kid, you had the real uh, nerdy kid, you had the dumb chick that sleeps with everybody, you had the final girl material girl, and yeah, and the final girl's father was a cop, was the sheriff. Sorry, sheriff. And, uh, you know, they're going to go on a little bit of an adventure. And uh, first of all, when we meet the sheriff, uh, <laughs> uh, he says, he tells his wife that the coffee tastes like shit. And Diesel, why does the coffee taste like shit? Because indeed, she shit in the coffee pot because she indeed wants a divorce. <laughs> Real lines of dialogue in this movie. <laughs> so when we find out that the girl, the, the easy girl is easy, how do we find out? Um... So the bigger guy, the stoner, the goofy, the lovable character, uh, does his best Hulk Hogan, rips off his shirt because they're celebrating, they're leaving college for their Thanksgiving break, and he tries to get her to flash. And to what she does, but she's still got the bra on. But as we learn, it is Thanksgiving, not titsgiving. That, that's true. <laughs> that is the line. And then later in the car, uh, one of the other girls, the stoner chick, actually. She's the stoner chick, not the final girl, but the stoner chick, makes a uh, joke. And what is the joke to describe the slutty girl? Your legs are harder to close than the John Bonet Ramsey case. To which, later in the movie, she says the same joke. And then called back a third time when somebody else tries to tell the joke. The nerdy kid tries to tell the joke and it says, says her legs are harder to close than John Bonet Ramsey's legs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wish I wish I was lying. That is a legit line of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the first joke hit on all cylinders. The repeat of the joke was, but they already did that. But then it comes back around with the nerdy kid trying to tell the joke, and you're just like, wow, that's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so in between this, the turkey gets reawakened from the grave because his totem, his little totem amulet, whatever they're calling it, because they have different names, gets peed on by a dog, which he kills the dog. Yeah, so you know he's pure evil at this point. And then, of course, the farmer, the, the hunter's dog that it is, tries to kill the turkey, but the turkey flies away, and I'm like, they do realize turkeys don't, actually really fly they can short bursts they can they can short burst into trees where they roost yeah. and then they can come down but they don't like fly in this movie they made it look like he was flying flying well he also has a opposable thumbs because he was able to grip tomahawks so <laughs> yes and a very foul mouth oh uh his 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 catchphrase is gobble gobble motherfucker that's some foul play <laughs> he says shit like that all movies so good 
Uh, let's talk about the kills because, like, let's be honest, the the movie in a whole is just kind of everywhere. Uh, the kills are fun though. Uh, so at one point in juncture, uh, the the slutty girl is having sex with her boyfriend. Turkey, by the way, the villain's name is just Turkey. That's the villain's name is Turkey. That's it. Turkey. He slits the throat of the boyfriend who is going hitting it from the back, although they're fully clothed. So it's kind of weird because that's how sex works. Uh, yes, I'm just assuming that they weren't uh, they weren't allowed. Uh, they, first of all, they show nudity in the beginning of the film, so I'm wondering why. Maybe the actress didn't want to be nude yeah. or whatever, but I, they showed it in the beginning. At least she showed her bra earlier. Why wasn't she at least in her bra? She was still like full shirt and pants or skirt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe she wasn't comfortable with that, but I would watch that movie. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm just saying, But you know, she was in her bra earlier, so why couldn't they get her in a bra and the skirt or something? Like, just so it would look a little like something? Because when he when he slits the boyfriend, or, well, not boyfriend, when he slits the dude that's banging her throat, it looks like the blood, fake blood looks like grape or strawberry jelly. Yeah. Uh, or actually, no, the strawberry stuff you put on your ice cream syrup. Yeah, the strawberry syrup, because it, it looks like they pretty much off camera just squirted that down because yes yeah. and it's on her her yellow cardigan <laughs> like so like that's what she's wearing during sexy fully clothed sexy time so then turkey takes over to give her a thrust in turkey gets in there turkey's got to do what a turkey's got to do and then he kill he snaps her neck somehow yeah. turkey snaps her neck again opposable thumbs he's got that grip uh then he goes to the sheriff's house which we already discussed is the survivor chick oh no sorry he murders the 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 jock's parents one of which he, I believe he uses like a hatchet or something to, to take his head off yep. and then throws it to his son. And then the mother is like got a slit throat and an eyeball pecked out, but she's still standing at the table. Yeah, that it, was, was, it was strange. That was kind of weird. Uh, still kind of cool effects. I'll give him that for low budget effects. They did a they did a decent job for the most part. And then we go to the sheriff's house and he cut in, in, in his best Groucho Marx fake glasses and nose convinces the sheriff that he's just... Uh, a, a neighborly guy. Yeah, they're making small talk about the fucking weather. In the fu- yeah, he talks about the fucking weather at the table. And it was like, nice like, today. It was actually, actually, believe it or not, it was an interesting conversation. <laughs> not bad conversation. It was actually good dialogue. <laughs> and then the turkey decides to kill the sheriff off off camera. Well, the kids all go up to the sheriff's house because he's got books. Literally, the excuse. Not because he's the sheriff. Not because he has a gun. Not because he can go take somebody to jail or protect them. No, they go because he's got books. He's got books. That, it, it, I'm not, am I lying, Diesel? Nope. That's he has 100% books. the reason. Not like he was like the town like historian and he has books about the history of the town. No, he just has books. <laughs> so when they come to the door, Turkey is now wearing the sheriff's face. Now, mind you, Turkey is the size of a turkey, so, wait, what, two feet high, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It is a decent-sized turkey, but two feet high. And, of course, the face is wrapped around <laughs> Turkey's face, and the daughter gives Lee bends down. Mind you, earlier in the movie, when she's around her dad, she's a little shorter than her dad. All of a sudden, she leans down to give her dad a kiss, and everybody talks to him like it's her dad. Yep. <laughs> you cannot write things better than this. So they're looking for the book, which eventually the nerdy kid finds the book that tells them how to get rid of Turkey. But the fat kid gets bored because reading (laughs) and he he wanders through the house, which he sees the sheriff being drugged back with him missing his face and Turkey. And he's like, wait a minute. The sheriff's dead. That means that you're the Turkey. And Turkey's like. Right on, fat boy. Yep. And uh, he goes back and tells him nobody believes him. So he just leaves because he's hungry. Yeah, he's hungry. He By the way, earlier in the movie, we missed. 
They literally have a car breakdown and they just camp outside after the chick sees the evil turkey who introduces himself as the evil turkey. They well, just go to sleep and then and then instead of killing them, the turkey just takes a poop on the fat kid. Yeah. Well, suspension of disbelief. You know, they're going home because they're all from the same town for Thanksgiving, but they brought full camping gear. <laughs> Because they had tents and everything set up. But, but yes. So, yeah, he got pooped on, and uh, he was going to get killed, but the uh, hunter showed up and saved him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and that's why Turkey follows them home. And now we come back down to, like, the thing, and then the nerdy he's, kid ends well, up. Well, he's out, he's outside, and he's oh, wandering around, and he sees a roasted turkey animation, <laughs> and he grabs it, and he pantomimes it going down his throat. And then... The best line of the movie, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. He pops out of the chest. Like, like a chest burster yeah. from Aliens. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, my favorite kill of the movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he, the nerdy kid thinks he's going to make out with a chick, and it's actually a turkey, and he, turkey bites his tongue out, which is actually looks pretty cool. And then basically we run through the final girl, like in a nutshell, and they destroy the fucking totem, and turkey, fuck you, goes away. That's the end well, of the movie. Well, we, we bypassed the radioactive part of the turkey. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So they destroy the totem. They think they kill the turkey. They don't notice its eyes going green. They go back inside. And then, yeah, turkey attacks nerdy guy. Turkey with the electric carver, the jack guy. And then it gets chased off by the, the girl and the hunter who shows up to save the day. Yeah. End of movie. Yeah. Title cards. Uh, usually we don't break down the movie fully, as you guys know. We usually get the good, the bad, and the ugly. But this movie was so short and easy to skip around that it was just easier to break down the movie. Cut, pr- cut print, perfect. So <laughs> uh, before we get into like scores and all that happy jazz, as we do that, uh, I just want to throw it out there. So next year we're going to try to get Diesel back. We'll do Thanks Killing Three. The reason why you do Thanks Killing Three is there is no Thanks Killing Two. Spoiler alert. Um, Thanks Killing 3 explains why... Thanks, basically, the reason for Thanks Killing 3 is Turkey's upset that there was no Thanks Killing 2. Yeah, so go yeah. full meta. Yeah, full meta. So uh, we, we will definitely be checking that out next year. We'll make sure I put it on the docket to get Diesel back here to talk about <laughs> uh, Thanks Killing. By the way, I just I did throw the like on uh, Google. So, Diesel, we usually play the game on 3FN. I kind of usually have Mike kind of take some guesses. It's not really a game yeah. here. So I'm going to have you take a couple guesses because before we give our scores... We are going to give the scores around the internet. Uh, Diesel Letterbox. Out of five, you can use points. What did they give uh, Turkey? Or Thanks Killing, sorry. <laughs> turkey. I, I think they're going to give Turkey... They're going to go low, but their they're, they're leanings are askew. I'm going to give a 1.5 for Letterbox. You were close. Two, two out of five. Ooh. IMDB out of ten. Using points, what did they give Thanks Killing? Four. You're super close. 4.2 out of 10. <laughs> and Google users, out of 100%, what did they give? Thanks, Killing. If you listen to uh, 3FN, you know I'm always right around the 88 mark. But we're going we're gonna to tone it down because this is a more of a niche audience. We're going to go 68. You know what? You're close. 62%. Holy shit. Diesel, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> so there you go. That's what the scores around the internet were. Uh, here on Horror Zone, I'm going to explain it. I guess you guys, if you've been listening for a while, know, but uh, we do a critical score out of 10. Uh, on the Three Fat Nerds, we usually do our entertainment score, which is our nerd meter, but we don't do that here. We just do a critical score out of 10. Uh, if if you would like to give your nerd meter on this as well, you can, uh, and I'll explain it when we get there uh, for whatever score you give. But out of 10, 
what do you give thanks killing with your critical hat on and and here on this show we do agree that your critical score can come up for if it entertains you yeah. or not so give a couple reasons why you gave it the score okay so first i'm going to actually start with in the vein of thanksgiving movies this is probably top five because there's not many thanksgiving there's movies. not many thanksgiving movies so i'm going to say top five thanksgiving movies that being said we're probably at a solid four it was very you could tell it's a student film but there's the plot's horrible. You can tell Turkey is just a hand Turkey because it's controlled by a hand just with the open shut motion. But, you know, they tried. They tried to tell a story. And, you know, for college class, I'm sure they got a great score because, you know, the editing was great. Everything was decent about it for what they had. So I'm going with a solid four. Four out of ten. That's a good score. You know what? We, we're right around the same area. I'm giving it a three and a half out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I The only reason I'm taking it, I agree with everything you just said. That's the reason I'm giving it a four. <laughs> there was a story there. They did follow the plot. I'm not going to take away points because it was shot a little differently. Believe it or not, the special effects were good for yeah. being a, a school yeah. film that was made for under four grand. Yeah. So I'm really not crucifying it there at all. Uh, the only thing I will crucify it on is the recycling of, of a joke. It was funny that, like, most of the jokes in this film are really bad. Yeah. Most of the one-liners, really bad. They could have just taken them out or done better one-liners. And the one joke that hit, the one joke, the, uh, her legs are, her, her, it's her legs are harder to close than the Jean Bernay case. That one joke, when they said the first time, got me and Diesel to audibly laugh out loud. And then when they did it the second time, I just looked at Diesel and was like, oh, fucking hack. Oh, and it's the it same It's the same girl that does it the second time. And the third time, I understand they did it to be uncomfortable on purpose. And I, I give them props for that one. But they could have cut out the middle one, and that last yeah. one would have been funnier. If, does that make sense? Yeah. It still would have been rude and crude, but it would have been funnier. Uh, so I, I really that's where I really deducted the points because like the forced humor was real bad. Like You could have done a better job of even making cheesy jokes. Uh, I, I liken it to Lamageddon, which I really, really liked. Okay. And I have to show you Lamageddon. I think you would appreciate Lamageddon. Uh, I, I really like Lamageddon, and there, their jokes were cheesy and one-liner-ish, but they actually hit. And this one, it, another student film, very low budget. But... But this one, that's that's why I had to take off half a point because I'm like, you guys tried and you fucking failed. <laughs> Even Turkey's lines. Other than gobble, gobble, motherfucker, some of his lines were just like, ugh. Like, why? I could have thought of more funny things to say as a fucking come-to-life turkey. This like, bird it's time, bites back. This bird, it's time, you know, I'm... Like when he was banging the chick, he should have just been like, ah, "This time I'm not the one getting stuffed. I'm stuffing that bird." Yeah, exactly. Something, something. Like something it was still cheesy one-liner, but you could have done it. And so I got to take away a little bit. But three and a half out of ten, not bad for a less than four thousand dollar budgeted student film that did uh, get some uh, praise at some uh, film festivals yep. back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So if you haven't seen Thanks Killing, I know that we gave you a low score, but I think both me and Diesel would say on the nerd on the nerd scale, which is usually how entertained we are and whether you should see this movie, this movie would still fall in maybe the 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 take it or leave it. But since it's not in theaters anymore, that means if you get a chance to watch it on Tubi for free or YouTube or somewhere for free, absolutely check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't pay money for it. But it is out there for free. And if you can find it for free on Amazon or Tubi, Tubi has it currently for free. But if you can find it anywhere for free or on a service you already pay for, it's yeah. it's a worthwhile watch. Yeah, it's, it's not terribly long. It's 70 minutes, arguably. But yeah, it's a, it's a quick watch. And come on, if you want in the ho holiday Thanksgiving spirit, what else do you got? <laughs> you got trains, planes, and automobiles. You've got Son-in-Law, which is probably the greatest yeah. of all time. Dutch. You got Dutch. 
And in the horror genre, you got Blood Rage, which is actually the better, the yeah. best horror movie in the genre. And you got the two things killing movies. And if I'm missing something, I'm sorry. Those are the only, <laughs> the, those are the only ones I know. And that's all movies of all time on Thanksgiving. You know what? We need more Thanksgiving movies. Really that's do. what we need. We need less Christmas, more Thanksgiving. Like, cause come on, Christmas has a ton of them. Even movies. They weren't made to be movies. Even movies that were made to be action summer blockbusters took place <laughs> on Christmas Day, and I'm looking at you, Die Hard. Because think about it. It came yeah. out in the summer. It was meant to be yeah. a summer blockbuster, but it it's take place on Christmas. So it does make it a Christmas movie. So there's the argument. Yeah. It was on Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. Anyways, with that being said, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. You should check out Thanks Killing. If you've already seen Thanks Killing, or if you're going to see it and you want to write in and tell us what you think, make sure you hit us up on them social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Visit us at 8122productions.com to get all that information, including information about the Three Fat Nerds podcast and 607TWS, and of course all your links to the t public store if you want to buy some sweet merch and help us out also uh if you would like to join patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content including this show early and unslashed edition which means you get a bonus stuff in the break and everything else and before the show and it's a lot of fun and uh, and i even get it before i edit the show so you get to hear any faux pas that we might take out with that being said, uh, Diesel, you are here courtesy of the Three Fenders Podcast, the show that I do host, by the way. Uh, you want to give a quick plug to the Three Fenders Podcast, where to find us on Twitter and stuff, and also where to find you personally on Twitter. All right. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, Three Fat Nerds Pod. And if you want to talk to me directly, slide in them DMs on Twitter at Big Nanny Cool, and you can find our podcast wherever podcasts are found. We're everywhere. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Yep. And 8122production.com also has your hookup. You can stream the show from there and find everywhere we're like that too. Also, the liner notes for this show will give you all the uh, will give you all the information about Horizon 607. And once you go to 8122productions.com, uh, you find out about everything. So that being said, thank you, Diesel, for joining us this week on Horizon 607. Uh, we'll make it a yearly thing because next year, if, well, at least for the time being, because next year I think we'll have to show you Thanksgiving 3 and we'll do our uh, Thanksgiving hangover next year to same because usually Mike C does take a vacation this time of year. Next week, uh, we will be back. Now, by the way, I mentioned it last week. Uh, we are going to be ch- switching some things up for you horror fans. Uh, it is easier to record on the weekend. So we're going to go back to that. We were doing that before. So that means the show is going to come out every Monday, unless you're on Patreon. If you're on Patreon, it will come out on Sundays because you get it early and uncut. If not, you will get it every Monday going forward, starting this week, actually, as you hear it. And so next week, we'll be back. Mike C, Spooky Mike C, will be back from vacation. We'll have a full episode of Horizon 607. And uh, I'm not sure what, uh, what, what we're reviewing next week. So I can't tell you. So stay tuned because I haven't seen him because he's been on vacation. So with that being said, for myself, for Big Natty Cool Diesel, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And finally, see ya.